Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I am your host, Steve Rodriguez, and this is an interesting episode. Um, it's one of, um, I'm here in Los Angeles, which I'm very excited, and normally I'm with one of my co-hosts, or I like to call them sidekicks. It's either Jeremy or Steve Carpenter, and Jeremy Ross Lopez, I should say his name as well. But you know what? I'm traveling right now, and when I can, I love to catch up with some of my favorite people. And I used to live in Los Angeles, and I am joined with my friend. My He's a celebrity fitness trainer. He is involved in Agape, which we will talk about that. Um, Teddy Bass. Uh, Teddy, how you doing? I'm really well, Steve. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So happy to be here with you. Exactly. I'm happy to be here with you. And we're sitting by a fire. Nice little setting. Yeah. We got, you got, you made a little concoction cocktail there, which looks interesting. You know, it's a little orange water. Taking a little break from the alcohol. For, for the new year? Well, January the 18th will be a year. Oh, okay. All right. Good, good, good. You and I have known each other for many years. Um, I used to work behind the desk at a place called... Todd, Todd Tramps. Tramps. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Tramps. My, the beginning of my career. Oh, really? I didn't even know that then. That was the beginning of my personal training career. Wow. And I was a, a, a struggling actor working behind the desk and you were the fitness trainer that came in and, and was loud and proud. It's true. And I was smitten with that cute little young face of yours. <laughs> And I was just in Vegas recently, and my friends and I all went to see um, J-Lo, and I, we were walking out, and I said, oh my gosh, you know, the first time I ever went to Vegas was with Teddy Bass, and I was said, sure, I'll go. We went to go see this ice skating, like, you know, celebrity skaters on ice, I think Christy Yamaguchi, which I was all excited about. And I went with you, and I re- the one vivid memory I have is staying up all night and you teaching me blackjack. Those were the days. Corrupting me. Staying up all night, playing blackjack. And I don't know if you remember, but we also went to Palm Springs, too. You know... Not the same time, but like another... I'm sure I would have taken you anywhere. 
<laughs> I bet. I bet. Yes. So you're a celebrity. You're a trainer. You're a celebrity fitness trainer. I know you used to be a former dancer. I was, and I'm a parent. I'm and a, you're a parent. I'm an almost 10-year-old son. David. David, who's amazing. Nice, nice, nice. And you adopted him. I did at 20 months. Wow, wow. So it's been a really wonderful journey learning how to be and navigate as a gay man, which is not a bad thing, where we really just get to take ourselves first and personally all the time. Right. It's I like to call it the Mimi syndrome. And, you know, life switched and flipped when you have to consider this little being all of a sudden comes first. And I can only imagine because even when I decided, which is not the same thing, but when I decided to adopt a dog in New York City, my life changed. And there was that whole like, oh, my gosh, I wanted this. And I distinctly remember my sister saying, okay, this is not just fun and games. Like, so now you have to. But it was a dog. So I could only imagine, you know, a child. And how old was he when you? Well, 20 months. Okay, but you yeah. have to understand, everyone I know, get a dog, get a dog, get a dog. First. But I was like, you know, I don't want to clean up dog shit the rest of my life. I don't like it. I don't want it. You want to clean up personal, and emotional shit. the beautiful shit. thing is, exactly, I want to connect. I'd been a gay man who hadn't connected in so long. And, you know, I love my parents. My mother, God rest her soul, and my father did the best they could. But, you know, I had some challenging childhood, and I, I didn't adopt because I wanted to make that up, but I wanted to adopt so I could actually, um, at some point, not have to change a diaper. And you've shared with me before that part of it, um, you went into this with a partner. Like, you were in a relationship, and correct? Well, actually, I, I went into the process alone. And then I sort of did the lesbian thing. I literally met someone weeks before I was About going to adopt. adopt at Folsom. With Folsom my, Street Fair in San Francisco? Yep, with my best friend. It was going to be my last hoorah before I became a father. And I had one of those fell in lust at first sight. Wow, this is appropriate for this show. So you had great sex with this person. It was incredible um and mind you it was the last day it was during the day mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was everything i thought the excitement would be so okay lust turned into i want to be with this man and how did that parlay into and i want to raise this child lust i have to tell you the biggest thing that i've learned diminishes your thought process. So it can. It it can and a lot of times it does and in my case I'll speak for myself it did. And literally within weeks I was placed with a child and he's like I want to meet him and came to LA and literally within 2 weeks he moved to LA. And I am so grateful now as I look back because I would not have been prepared to raise a child those first three years because, you know, there's a lot of loss and stuff that's going on in his world that you have to handle by yourself. And so I'm really grateful for that relationship and what it brought. But I think what's cool is that you were going to do this on your own Correct. anyway. This He sort of helped you in those early weeks 
but this was something that you were planning. Three years. Three, oh, three years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. yeah. so does are you still friendly with him? Does he see David? No. We okay. no parted he, ways completely. He is not. I think. Yeah. I think he was younger, and so I think he just needed to totally cut ties and live his life. Got it. Got it. So I was going to jump around into certain things, but why don't we jump get around. into that? I mean, jump how around. <laughs> we jump, 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 around. jump around, jump, 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 jump around. around. Well, why don't we talk about that? Like having a son, um, you know, you and I have talked about sexuality and we're very open with each other as friends and right. so forth. And um, how has David, how is having a child changed the way you approach sexuality? I mean, do you find... I mean, obviously, when you're putting him into bed at night and getting him ready for school, can you have a guy over? Do you worry about him seeing if, if, and even if you do have a hookup? Do you worry about those kinds of things? How does that all work? You know, I, I made a mistake early on where I met someone in New York, uh, probably two years after my ex-partner and I um, broke up, and playful, young, and he ended up coming to L.A. for a weekend. But stupidly, I let him stay with me. Okay. And I watched my son get really attached. And then he would ask about him for weeks on end. And, you know, I had a therapy session, and she was really clear. She said, look, maybe now you want to wait for a while before you introduce someone to him maybe as a friend and not let them be that as intimate. So I've, I feel like I've navigated really well up until this point because, you know, he's going to be 10. So he's a little more aware now. <clears throat> so I think he would actually be more keenly aware if, you know, I try to sneak someone in, you know, I, I've been lucky. I do have a lock on my door. Um, I keep everything private. I wait till he's, you know, been asleep for an hour. He knows also, daddy's gay, yes. He knows, you know. Or. He he has gay uncles who are couples. He's just, he doesn't remember me being in a couple. You know, um, not that I need to tell you this is a funny story, but we were coming back from Mexico after the breakup that, that, that winter, and we were in the taxi, and I was crying, and he's like, Papa, what's wrong? And I said, I'm just sad. And he's like, well, why? And I go, well, because the last time we were here, remember who was here? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, you know, that was Papa's partner. And he goes, oh, what does that mean? And I said, well, you know, we were boyfriends, and he was Papa's lover, and we were in a relationship. And he goes, oh, I thought he was your son like me. I love that. So... You know, that's like kind of threw me back. And I was like, children have different perceptions. Yeah. And so I've never hidden it from him. I use the word gay. I um, am totally open about that. I'm not. I don't think I'm more excited that I'm raising a heterosexual, but I feel like it's easier for me that I will be raising a heterosexual because I can pretty much you can pretty much tell. Yeah. I think at an at the an direction. early age, and he's just he's such a good kid. I mean, he's an Aries that has been a challenge for me, but you, you know, being a cancer, cancer and wanting things a certain way, yeah. And so I, you know, getting back to sex and hookups or whatever, you know, I go through phases where it's a it's a necessity. You know, my son travels in the summer with my family, so that gives me some time during the yeah. vacations. I travel sometimes alone. So, you know... You seem to really make it work. And and 
I like that you don't feel this need to sit down and have, because I've never had that conversation with my mom or my father, but there was times when my father, before he passed away, invited my first boyfriend and was like, please invite him to our Christmas function. And I right. just knew he knew. And I know my mom, it's it's almost like not necessary to have that blatant for some people. And, you know, it's not advice for all, but it's just, it, it's a little more fluid at times. And sometimes you're pulling from, you know, a, a, in my case, a Catholic background and you're being respectful, but it's right. not hiding necessarily or anything. And if anyone was to ask me point blank, I definitely wouldn't lie or, you know. Right. Well, it's not necessary. I mean, this is just my perception and what I've gained over all these years. I feel like everyone to a certain extent is going through an identity crisis and they need to identify with something. And now as a father, you know, I used to be the gay trainer and I'm your gay friend and I'm your gay, my gay uncle. And I was having a conversation with my sister recently and who's living with me in LA. And she said, you know, the reason why I can be with you more now is, you know, you've really dropped a lot of that. Like your identity is not the gay trainer, the gay, you're, you're, you've evolved now. And so I'm not saying I don't still have some identity stuff going on, but the identity that I needed to identify with my sexuality to make me feel better about who I am and the choices that I am. I just try to operate from love, right? you know, love and, and be conscious to have more conscious connections so that the hookups are less and and they're falling off because I'm not getting them anymore for some reason. And I think maybe the universe is like, you know, you're ready for more. But I do appreciate and love that you seem to be making all this work out and you are a sexual person and you talk about sex. It's not like you've changed personally when you and I have conversations, but you do have this little boy that you are raising. And, and sometimes I think, and I'm sure people will be writing it or whatever, but you know, sometimes the gays, and I'm using air quotes, I think they think, oh, now I'm a parent now and I'm this and, you know, but then, and so they are, they enter this sort of world that is mirroring the heterosexual community, but yet secretly you hear stories that, oh, but then they're running around doing this and that sexually. And it's like, it seems like a farce at times to me. I don't know. I just think like, Hanging around you, it's you're very real, and you've somehow made it work, and you're making it work. And it's not to say that you're not figuring it out, but I, I love how it's working for you. Yeah, you know, and I appreciate that. You know, we have been friends for a long time, and we are in contact and then out of contact, and we live different lives, but yet, you know, we still have that connection of of longevity and how long we've known each other. And you know, it's balance. It's of course, we are sexual beings. Right. And I think when you diminish and release the, I'm gay and I just want to have sex and I need to release this, look, it's all about intimacy. and every, Feeling needed and, and wanted. And the lack and thereof. And so, you know, we all have something. We're all figuring out something. And so I think, unfortunately, and this is going to sound like a stereotype, but I feel like so many gay men identify having sex, and I'm one of them, with their worthiness and how valuable they are. Mm. And I, w- I had a, a session with an amazing sex therapist about four months ago, and I really wanted to shift some behaviors. And, you know, he mentioned to me, 
he asked me about masturbation. Wow. And he asked me how that was for me. And I said, quick, easy, and done, just before I go to bed. <laughs> oh, wow, you even have like a time frame. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I won't even give you the three to five minutes and a little bit of X-tube and it's done. But, you know, the one big thing he said to me is somewhere in your lineage, and then with my other therapist in the work, I realized where my sexuality got cut off. And so I never really matured and I never got to develop the healthy relationship with myself. Right. So his, his recommendation was, I would not masturbate unless it was 20 minutes or longer. Wow. So I have to tell you, for about six months, I was not that active. And it really made me do some introspective work and to see how I identified myself. And wow, like I do care who looks at me and when they look at me and how they look at me and it's all sexual. And so now what, you know, I'm, I'm doing a new breathing meditation workshop um, weekly with someone who's doing it in LA with a very dear friend. And it's like authenticity and men with integrity can be super powerful. Right. And so I just think it's... And it's sexy. It's sexy to not have to have it. Right. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's and good to be wanted. These, how are these 20-minute, or have you tried the 20-minute long? I did. You know, I have done them, but it's uh, it's an interesting thing because you have to really be in touch with yourself. And, and do I... Do you use mirrors? You know, I, I do have a new big mirror in my room when I redid it. And... Um, you redid the mirror? I did. I made it bigger. So it's at the foot of my bed. And so it's pretty large. And I like that. I do. I I love mirrors because if you have trouble looking at yourself, right? You know, then you can just do your little mantra of "I love you" until you actually can keep looking in the mirror and really feel it. And have so, you had body issues of looking at yourself ever? You know, I think everyone has. Oh yeah. Slight dysmorphia. I mean, I've always wanted to be bigger, have more hair. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, you have such a great body! It's so genetic." I'm like. That's bullshit. Yeah. I have worked my ass off to have this body. Right. And, you know, I am regimented. I am disciplined. I go to the gym. I do Pilates. I do weights. I do cardiovascular. But, you know, I mean, I got gifted. I'm short. I'm lean. I'm compact. Powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. But this is one of the reasons, great segue, is that as a fitness expert, um, and I know this, is that working out... Fitness, um, it does release a lot of chemicals within your bodies, endorphins, but, and also sexually too. I mean, as we, you know, get older, we lose a lot of our testosterone, right? And can't you, especially like my trainer tells me too, like you can, you lose a lot of that, but say like when you're doing legs, which requires the most amount of energy, can build testosterone, which is as men, we need right we're losing of course and and if you think about it you know look i'm grateful i'm 51 wow. i have not had to do any supplemental um work because you know everyone does that and if you read the studies you talk to doctors you know i've known a lot of people whose testosterone levels went through the ground because they dropped because they were doing so much yeah that scares me and so i think it's 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 a again it's about balance you're not going to be we're not having sex every night with a different stranger all the time anymore. No. And so, therefore, I think the need and the necessity for when you're ready to perform, it's there. Right. And do you, 
Have you noticed anything about your specific testosterone? I mean, you work out all the time, so, but do you, is there something you can talk about, like with testosterone and, and the, the link to training and so forth? You know, I mean, for myself, I can tell you that, uh, I mean, I don't want to give you too much information, but I mean, <laughs> I, I had a really stressful holiday season. Let's put it that yeah. way. Went through a lot of emotional upheaval, a lot of change, and, you know, just trying to figure out where I'm at and where I'm going. And I wasn't going to the gym. And I have to tell you, my old habit would be to go to sex. And I just didn't have the drive, but I don't think it was because my, it was partially because I wasn't going to the gym, but it was just because I think our mindset has so much to do with our performance. And I'm sitting back as we're having this conversation, I'm having some insights. It's like, I really want intimacy. And I think when you're desiring something so badly from the outside, it's time to give it to yourself. And so it makes so much sense six months ago that this therapist would recommend to me 20 minutes or not at all. Right. Even if it is looking at porn or whatever it no is. No porn. Oh, no porn. No porn. Connect with yourself. Because you wow. have to connect with yourself. Can you use toys? Um, well, I mean, look, I... <laughs> You're still connecting I with yourself. I have this... Of course. And I use this really beautiful little object, and it just really... <laughs> Was Is wonderful. It long and shiny? you know, no, it's not. It's actually, believe it or not, I got it at one of the school functions from uh, one of the gift baskets that I won. And it's actually, it's just like a very small toy that I think most women use. It's just like a really thin little insert. So you don't like object. it big. I did not say that. Okay. I actually love them big, but when it's real. When it's real. Okay. Yeah. And um, I have a big black one and dildo and all. <laughs> I that is yeah. But do you, use, do you use it on your own? Yeah, yeah. I'm not there with someone putting it up me. Yeah, I mean, right. I guess I could. Um, and I have another on another podcast emergency horror story. Yeah, that was not pretty, and and I get nervous. Right, I think so. Um, no, yeah, I'll use it on and it. Because it's so big, you don't tend to just ram it up there. It takes takes time. You know, I won't. Yeah, it's all. I lay out the stuff. I've got my mirror. I've got the lighting. It's like date night with me. It could be date night with you. Yeah, if that's what date night with you is like, I better get a good meal out of it. <laughs> what I was referring to is that you're setting it all up for a date night with yourself. Yes. So. Oh right. Yeah. Right. So Sorry. again, it's like no, no, that's okay. It's like, but it's intimacy. Yes. It's like, I feel like that's really what's missing. And it's not a bad thing, but it's like, we have to want something more than to have as much sex as we can at every circuit party and every trip we're on and all of that. Not to say that it doesn't serve us. No, not at all. But this sex therapist and my new therapist that I've had for a year, both in their own words said to me, how much sex can you have? Right. Well... A lot, apparently. And trust me, exactly. And I said to them, I do it because I know that I'm good at it. And they're like, okay, so does that give you a reason to do it all the time? And so it really made me think, I said, like, God, I'm so good at it. And so, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's it's nice to kind of pull back and go, yeah. what is sex and what what drives and what makes me tick? And it's, you know, some self-reflection and looking at where are my pleasures coming from? Am I in am I connected to something higher than a being? Yeah. Whether it be God or the universe or whatever, or am I just connected in that moment with that person and then it's gonna be fleeting and then I'm left still feeling lonely afterwards. Yeah. See, that's my problem is like I want to connect with whomever, even if it's like a one night stand thing. Right. I'm like looking in their eyes and I don't know if I'm making it more than it is, but I have a desire to connect. So I have to be careful with my my hookups, if you will, because or just enjoy that connection because sometimes I feel like they're connecting too. So right. And maybe but when it's you just, connect, do you talk as well? Sometimes, yeah. Like exa- I'm an over talker. Oh, so I, I've I've had you know because I like try to be dirty in the moment talk or well I mean a little bit of that but like literally in the middle I I, I can I can literally pull three incredible <laughs> encounters vividly to my mind right now mm-hmm. that I share had with, in the last share year. Share with us one. Um, Don't a think too beautiful thirty-year-old CrossFitter. So you know what that body looks like. Oh yeah, just incredible mean and mean and you know i mean i've worked on your shoulders before yeah. i love massage he is an incredible his hands are magic and i you know that's i i'm just i'm very tactile and generally with men that tends to lead to things and it was the most incredible experience i don't even think he realized where it was going to go and what happened and i'll never forget i said i'm being in the moment Please know that. And I was like, but I literally could be with you every night of the week. I like that. And but I I meant it, but I didn't mean it. I never heard from him. I mean, we've texted oh, yeah. once in a while, but, like, oh, but shit. I just I hate that you can't really be authentic and intimate with someone because it's so scary. And you know, it's like Well, and nowadays, like on some of these, you'll see if you're happen to be up late, which I am. It's like you'll see PNP and Party and Play. So they're like doing all these drugs, which is fine, whatever. But I'm assuming that when you're on major drugs like that, that you're not feeling a, a lot of like emotional crap. I could be wrong, but you're just like get in me type thing or, or right, like pound you. And that's fine too. I'm just saying that. The times that I've had these connections was not because I was like, hi, it was just like I was really connecting type thing. Right. So and and again, and you you just hit the nail on the head. I think until someone's at a point in their life when they're ready for a real connection, then you know, they're gonna continue having anonymous and or frequent sex with strangers. Um, you know And not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I think all, that it's cool. At all. Yeah. And I'm not judging that. Trust me. Yeah. I was one of them. I was and, good but at it. Do you think that there is a possibility to at times partake in because you know, there's a couple of places in New York that you can, you know, pull your pants down and have fun and you know, and whatever. And then Don't forget it, about a Puerto Rico trip. And and a Puerto Rico trip that we once shared before. And it can be fun like that too. And you can then, you know, the next week meet somebody and have a more connected the 
and I keep using, you know, I threw a party um, in December and it, the theme was fluidity. And I, I really was exploring a lot of that, that we aren't just really one dimensional people. At all. And at times you can, I just think perhaps maybe when you are only in a one dimensional state of mind and you're only doing one sort of action, sexual action, then maybe it could be nice to look at that and say, well, why am I just doing that? And what's leading me to just do that? Right. And I think what you're tapping into, which you haven't really said, is because of the internet and because of every app that is on available to us, you know, fantasy no longer is fantasy. Fantasy now has become reality for so many people. So then you think, it's easy when you put gas in your tank. Right. Because you know it's full. Yeah. Right? But imagine having fantasy like come so clear to you. Then what happens is how do you become full now? Because you've now tapped into a fantasy with, I mean, I won't go into detail, but. Oh, please. Two people or a group or, um, you know water sports or yeah. whatever it is. I, I, and I'm just using this as an example. And please... Double penetration. Double penetration. And or... Fisting. Fisting. Yes, I hate, you can say I can't it. even say the word. It just... <laughs> but, you know, I've done it once to someone and I, I said to my friend because they wanted to go on more dates and I said to my friend... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Where do you go after that? Like, how can I pleasure you after that? And that's my own self-esteem and my own insecurity. But if you've had something that's twice as big as my unit inside of you, how am I ever going to be able to pleasure you on a normal sexual level? Right, but then that is you in your head because um, the amount of focus and energy and time, and we've said this on another podcast, is that it's not like you just ram up a fist... First of all, the amount of time and energy and and trust that it took to get to that point, and then for the person getting fisted, you know, to entrust you to have a fist go up them, it's so much time and effort, and it's usually more connection from an like 
a true eye-to-eye connection, this isn't something that that person is going to be able to do all the time, nor wants to do all the time. And I think you need to give that person a little more credit that, like, you know, that was, they were literally open for that encounter. But the next time, they don't, they, I don't think physically they even are able to do that. This person was. Okay. And well. that's what they wanted. <laughs> and it was not a long, drawn out. It was not. No, that time. So, but it doesn't mean the next time. Right. Totally. And that is that was my own issue. But, I mean, again, I think it goes back to how far and how much can one have. I mean, there's so many variations. But I think at some point, it is sex. Right. And it is, unfortunately, because we are gay men it's much easier not to have a connection because it's external. Right. Our penises right. on the outside of our body. Our penises are on the outside of our bodies, Teddy. Thanks for that information. And this is a perfect time and segue to introduce you to our brand new affiliate sponsor, Fort Trough. That's right, Fort Trough, the number one USA gay toy store. I just ordered the bum blaster so that I can clean out, if you know what I mean, whenever I'm traveling. But I also ordered the Trooper Sport Jock in gray so I can wear it tomorrow night at Jockstrap Night at the Eagle. But they have other things, guys, like cock rings, ball stretchers, slings, bondage, and other essential gear. And the best part, they have unfreaking believable shipping speed. So go to our website, talkaboutgaysex.com, where we link up to all the fun. It's talkaboutgaysex.com and click on Fort Trough so you can create your own fun. So what, as, as you know, 51, I'm about to turn 46, um, is... I think you lied to me years ago because I always thought I was chasing this young hot Latin. Well, now you're a hot Latin that's well, actually closer to my age. How did that happen? Well, what you forget, I am Latin and... and Black don't crack, but sometimes <laughs> Latin don't either. And at the time, working behind the desk, I was trying to be an actor, and right. that was my life then. And so I needed to be younger, and fortunately I looked a little bit younger, so I was trying to be younger and all that. So I didn't. I wasn't really so forthright about my age then. Now I don't care anymore, and yeah. So Now I feel wondering. so much better about all those years <laughs> of trying to take advantage of you. I yes. was of age, though. Yes. So yeah. Don't worry. Um, but what was I trying to say about that? About age? or oh, age. It's just in general. I mean, I think that what have you learned is sex the same, better? Do you make better decisions? I mean, in our forties and fifties, like most people, if we looked at the science, testosterone is decreasing for men. So you would think like we're not as horny, but I'm pretty sure for you and I, that's not the case. That's not the case for me. And, you know, unfortunately, I, what I've been really working on now is to actually try to be more into more age-appropriate men. Right. Oh, that's another thing I want to talk about because haven't you noticed that as you get older and you're fit and hot and great-looking that you draw... You know what? Stay around a little more (laughs) and keep explaining to me from a distance. But you draw, lure, whatever you want to call it, attract younger men. I That's do. just the way it goes. And so did you have a point where you're like, wow, because I definitely did because I, you know, always had older gentlemen and now it's like I'm getting all these young kids and, you know, I've had to turn my verse or my bottom into verse, which I enjoy, I'm enjoying. Right. But, I mean, did you have a, a certain point where you 
saw that kind of shift a little bit or the drawing, luring in, luring in younger? Well, I, yeah, it probably started just before, I mean, right after I adopted because, you know, I was with someone much younger. And then I started thinking, wow, I, where's that going to go? And I went out with someone for a minute who was, you know, 26 and I kept trying to say, you know, but that's kind of bullshit because young people can teach you a lot depending on the person. Totally. And I'm not denying that, but there's one thing different. If you go out with a 20 year old or a 25 year old and you're 46, what's the biggest difference? Besides what's the biggest difference in the two of you besides the age? Oh, besides age, sexual, one's going to die. Life lived. You have lived 21 more years than that person. So I'm sorry. They can teach you something, but they're still... But it's dependent on that person's life. Because I know a very dear friend of mine who's in his 50s that has not really traveled a lot. And he's been very... Sheltered. But he's amazing. And he's an entity in his own way, you know. And then I know another one of my co-hosts, Sidekicks who is 20, just turned 26, and teaches me so much and is wise. And yeah, he doesn't know like certain things about like travel or certain things, right. um, but he is su- very wise and sometimes much more open-minded and a quick learn. Right. And so I don't... You and know, again, maybe it was a stereotype, it is, but I guess my true, point though, is when you look at relationships and, you know, I'm getting... I'm starting to really want to settle down. And, you know, everywhere I look, all the people that have been together for 7, 10, 12, 15 years, a lot of them have open relationships. And they're like, well, we've been together for 12 years. You think you got to... So, you How know... How do you feel about that? Oh, uh, uh, I have to tell you, up until... Did you hear the, the can of open? <laughs> you opened a can of worms. You know, I was really bad until a year ago. I real, I, I, I really had to grasp my judgment me too mine happened a few years before that but and i think a lot of gay men struggle with that at times but you know a who are we to judge b one of the my sister is one of the first proponents of the gay community because they don't adhere to some of her world that are so strict and right and sometimes when you look at sexuality in general we're you know were we ever meant to just be with one person necessarily And I have a lot of loving married couples in my world now that love each other and have very, a life together, have a life together and very rarely play around, but allow each other to at times. And it's really a, a sexual thing that they can make sense of and it's fine. And some of them don't share and others share with each other, but yeah, I think they really are. I think it's all individual. Yeah. You know? For me, I think that's probably what's kept me from relationships because my own insecurities and my own jealousy and right. how I was raised and watching, you know, I watched my father cheat on my mother all the time and I, he would take me with him yeah. on these ventures. And so I probably was not trusting and then I became untrustable. And so, you know, I think we're all in stages of our lives and when we're honest and authentic with ourselves, then we get to really be present with where we are. And in this moment, it's like hard for me to even find someone to have sex with. I mean, oddly enough to say that. Oh, please. It's like I'm searching for it. And someone said to me, well, 
maybe you're putting off the wrong energy. But are you like me? Because I say this on, and people are going to get sick of hearing this, but I don't do well on the apps. I really don't because I'm such a, I love to, I go out a lot though. And you go out, you're so personable and you are so open. So it's all about, I'm so so it's all about the connection and hearing that person's voice. Things that you don't get on the apps. You don't get any of, and the, the pheromones that we let off and the chemistry that you get when you just made eye contact with somebody or you just, you know, last night I had a conversation with a guy at a bar here in LA and, and he, I could tell he was a little reserved at times, but I somehow connected with him and, and all of a sudden we were kind of lip locked and it was, but that doesn't happen on the apps. And the fact that you just said you're shy is interesting to me because well, you, we're friends. No, but who but are to the mer- to you the You used to walk into Todd Tramps and you were like everybody knew when Teddy, as your sister would say, everybody knew when Teddy walked into the room. And, and, and we do, still know when you're in the in I so do to you, say that you're shy. I think you know me because I'm comfortable with you. But you can see how many times have you seen me at parties at our dear friend's house? You were over the other night. Um, we had a movie night on New Year's Day. Was it New Year's Day? Yeah, or, New Year's yeah. Day. We had this night. amazing, and I Ugh. do want to, for a second, we'll divert. Uh, we have to talk about Moonlight. But, oh, my God. But um, you, this is something that, like, I'm weird. Like, I can go into a bar, I can go, and I can make it work and all that. If someone invited me to a friend's house, and I, didn't, I might go, but I'd also... I need to kind of know the key players. You're so open, like, yep, I'll be there. And you didn't know who was going to be there. And you so, and everybody just loves Teddy. But it's you. you. Right. And but there's also these other people. And I'm saying I don't always do so well when I don't know all the other people in there. I'm much more like, uh, right. Is it? Yeah. Look, and I used to have alcohol as the, the breaker. So yeah. I would go into a bar, have a couple of drinks, and yeah, I, I would be my loud, obnoxious, fun self. Right. But I think. Again, it's like just trying to realize who we're about and what we're about so we can really be authentic. And, you know, yeah, that was my identity for so many years. Who am I? Oh, I'm the good one. I'm the funny one. I'm the like the loud one. And it's like, yeah, that's really not. I want to be the loud one who helps inspire and uplift and really help people really get to a place in their life where they're really happy and content. And that's I always knew that about you. But what's the shy part? Like, could you just walk into, you know, I don't know, the Eagle or the FUBAR here in, in L.A. and and solo? And because we talked about this on another show and and I have a lot of friends that wouldn't dare walk into a bar by themselves. But the thing and bars used to get such a bad rap. But the thing about bars these days, it's like you are having a real connection with somebody that you don't get on the apps. Correct. And look, Years ago, I would have never traveled alone, but after oh, my right. breakup, I did. And that's how I, when I met you, that's that how was, you and I reconnected. Yeah. So the first trip I think I'd ever taken on my own, I went to Puerto was Rico. Was that Puerto Rico trip? Puerto Rico. And I met you on like the second night and Frank, and we just had such a great time. And and I have traveled, you know, several times on my own. I went to Israel for my 50th and... um and then I went somewhere last year. But the point What's is... Of, oh, yeah, tell me. So the point is going into a bar alone is not generally... Because sex is generally on the mind. 
if in True. fact that's what you're going to do. Well, that's what we're talking about. Right. And <laughs> no, but I don't do well con- when I'm by myself. But you can still connect. Add connections. Yeah. But yeah. I, there is that shy side to me. It's my insecurity. Oh, no one's going to talk to me. You know, but. And then I close down. That's why alcohol and having a friend with you is so much easier for me. But clearly you've been able to get over it a little bit because. Of course. You I mean. Travel. Yeah. You adapt and, you know, it's, it's, but it's. I feel no, because like- I have one friend in New York that absolutely, if a friend won't go with him or I'm not available, he just will stay home. And I'm like, wow, you are, in my mind, I'm thinking you're shutting yourself off to experiences. And the thing is, when you do get around a friend, a buddy, whomever, you're always at the disposal of meeting people with that person there. You're much now, more Do we inhibited. really want to talk about going to a bar with you? I've done it before. And? You're a beautiful man. Oh, please. And everyone wants no, to talk they to don't. you. No, and therefore, see, you that's... you are good, though. You do make sure that you keep us on the side, that we don't feel like we're left out. But, you know, we... It's a, Whatever. I, think, I just think our culture is very interesting. And it's not very forgiving. You know? I'm older now. Got a few wrinkles. Got a little age on me. It's not as forgiving. I, you know, that's you why it's apps don't work thing? for me. It could be an LA thing, but I just, you know, I've been on the apps here and there, and dude, as soon as they say they, uh, yeah, I like people my age. I'm like, yeah. Have you seen a 51 year old who, like, I don't think I look totally 51. No, I mean, I. So it's it's a look. I feel we are harsher on ourselves than other people, and in the time in the times that we're living in right now. It's like I think it's time for us to really pull together and love each other a little bit more, be a little bit more compassionate, and maybe not let sex be the the thing, but like making love and being present in that moment. Right. So and that looking at that person in front of you is not just always a sex object or yeah. Do you know what I mean? To be a full expression of who you are, to give all of you in that moment as if it were going to be the last moment. It's like, what is that old saying? Dance as if it was your last day on earth or whatever. It's like, if you're really in that moment, then I think the the gift that you're going to get from it will be so satisfying that you're not going to want to try and go and repeat it again and again, which is what I feel happens with sex addicts, which I think, you know, I'm probably a victim of being partially. It's because you want I mean, the next one. Are you going to one. a meeting after this? You want the ne- yeah, exactly. I'm going, I'm going to an amazing, lovely dinner. Or a dinner. sex party. I'm going to a party. It happens to be sex there with 30 other people. No, but that would. <laughs> wow. <laughs> LA is turning it on. All right. Yeah, I like that. Right? Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, okay, so there was a couple other things I wanted to tap on. We've kind of covered it. I mean, you brought me once to an amazing center. It's called Agape. It started here in L.A. Um, Michael Beckwith. Beckwith. 30 years ago. Yes. Um, How has your spirituality with this... um, I don't know. What are we calling it? Religion? It's a, it, it's somewhat of a movement. It's an international um, center. Agape, yeah. It is. You know, One of your clients got you originally into it, correct? One of my clients took me and said, you know, you've been meditating, and this was like in 1996. She said, you know, We're you've been meditating. We're not going to say her name, but she's a we celebrity. We will not say her name. She's, she's a celebrity. And she's <laughs> like, you know, I really think you'd like my church. 
And I went with her the first time, and it was so incredible for me because, A, I'm from North Carolina, and there was a black man on stage speaking. But what he had to say, I mean, I'll never forget. What did that mean to you? Why did you have to say that? Well, you know, look, I was raised in North Carolina. So, you know, a semi-racist parent and who has grown so much over the last 50 years. But, you know, it, it was it's strong in the South. And I didn't realize, like, that I... I never felt I was. And this is pre-Obama. So. Pre-Obama, who I love. Mm-hmm. Sorry to see. Um, and miss already. But I think I was able to to re-identify who I was and how I was, and then I immediately you know joined the choir and in a non-denominational in a non-denominational church that just pretty much was empowering. You know, he was on the secret, so I think a lot of people think it's about the law of attraction. But really, what I what I love is something that he says to me or says to the congregation often is I'm not here to create followers. I'm here to, to help create leaders so that each person can find their own identity and go out and be, you know, their greatest expression of themselves as well. And be positive manifestations to a, a whole other lot of people within their community. Exactly. Because if you think about it, it's all energy. And if you're, you know, people can read a book, but if you don't integrate it and really live by it, then you can never really expand. And I mean, look, I, we never arrive. We're always growing and expanding. And I think that's the greatest gift that I got through this little dark night of the soul that I had over the holidays. It's like, you know, at some point you've just got to lose our little mind and get connected to something greater. And I started reading this book, um, The Untethered Soul, which I'm untethered soul. And I'm so obsessed with it. I'm only in the second chapter. And this is my year of reading. So I'm going to add that I have like already four books. So I'm going to add this one to it. It's, it's incredible because I mean, essentially this man went through his own journey and that's his second book. And he tells you what he went through, but I'm just reading the process that he created through what he went through. And just in the first two chapters, he really identifies that, we have a mind and we're connected to a bigger mind, but unfortunately we have so many voices that we hear on a daily basis that we're really not living in reality. Because we're so consumed with the You're voices so consumed with the without voices living. Which have been yours through your eyes. Right. And possibly not even your experience. Yeah. And so then in chapter two, which is where I'm at. Intuition. Is about he calls it a roommate. So what you do is you identify the voice and you become the observer and you take a little time to observe that voice. And by doing that, you actually get to say, oh, there's that voice. If that were my roommate or a close friend saying those things to me, A, would I listen and B, would I allow it? And so then you depersonalize it so that you don't judge yourself for having those thoughts and you allow it to be your roommate. And so I've really been with that recently about, wow, my roommate's got some shit going on and do I really want to hear all this? Yeah. And so, again, it goes back to choices with sex and choices of partnerships and look i you know i haven't and ultimately you you have to trust your own intuition because and that's what i always you know my sister's one of my business partners and 
she is such she consumes so much amazing media but like really quality like NPR and right. and particularly when it has to do with something that we're working on or a film or something and she'll say oh you know we're trying to launch something and she'll say well I just read this thing you should read this and she'll send me all these and I am always like I can't read all this stuff because it's going to affect my creative process and I've never like I know about pop culture I try and keep up but I there's I specifically don't read and a lot of it because it's going to start affecting my creative process and so even when like she's telling me to I don't want to because I know that in, intuitively I have the answers to a lot of the stuff now Always. obviously you want to you know but the, you have the answers but that's when you're really listening to your soul right. and your intuition but unfortunately for myself my mind really was creating havoc within my life the voices and it was you know telling me lots of things that I think were actually keeping me from my greater expression and so that's really what I'm looking forward to in 2017 and agape in terms of um being gay sexuality obviously there's a lot of gay people when I've gone to that church so they're totally open but what does what do they like talk about like being sexual beings or do they even address it or I think realistically what the message from Reverend Michael is is literally it's unconditional love and truly evolving and growing he says this phrase that I love Awake, aware, and alive. Awake, aware, and alive. I like that. Awareness is one of my favorite words, by the way. So that we're not sleepwalking. So many people, yeah. I love So that many word. people are in victimhood, and they blame other people. And look, I could blame so many people for what I just went through, but thank God I went through it because now I'm really learning. I have to learn new skills and new ways to be in the world Process. As the person that I want to be. Right. Unauthentically. And, and you know, it's not a... Do I want to be known as a celebrity trainer? That's a great thing, but what can my celebrity get me? And what I want is a platform so that I can help other people really reach their potential of letting go. Right. Of all of the old baggage and, like, showing up just in the moment. I love that. Is that your advice for 2017? It is. Live Say it in, again. Li live in the let go and just truly be so awake and aware that you can be so present in the moment that anything and everything that happened in the past is that. It's the past. And the future is the future that will happen at any moment. But be so authentically fresh in this moment that the news, the whoever's in the office of president, none of that will affect you. And can we interpret that sexually too and how we approach our sexuality? And not that they're always separate, but... I mean, you are a prime example of somebody, and why I wanted you on the show is that you don't seem to separate parenthood with your sexuality. It's, you can't. It's, I mean, it would be easy to live a compartmentalized life, but I think that's kind of probably what got me in the situation that I was. I was trying to keep this here and that there, and now it's like I am a spiritual being having a human experience. And so in that human experience comes the ego, and unfortunately, the ego gets the best of all of us. Yep. And until you can identify that, um, a dear friend of mine, I can't remember her name, but in a prayer one day, she said, you're no longer edging God out. Ego, E-G-O. And so whatever it is, 
I was like, wow, that's so profound for me because, yeah, there's something that wants the best for me. It wants me to be in a loving relationship. It wants me to have connection and sexual encounters that are healthy for me. And I'm not saying that hooking up with someone every night is not healthy. But I think there's a time, and someone said this to me yesterday, which I love. There's a time and a space for everything. And I think you said it because we were at dinner. All right. And, you know, we there's were this, noticing, yeah. we were noticing things inappropriate, yeah, that people inappropriate were saying yeah. in a group of heterosexual mm-hmm. women with their children who were grown. But I think there's a time when people are unconscious. There is no time and place for everything. Right. It's whenever they want. And that's when your word awareness really comes and in. Con- you need to conscious. be aware and conscious. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. wow. Wow, this was only supposed to be a short one because I don't even have my co-host, but it's been a full on. I wow. love it. Thank you. It's been an Teddy enjoyable. full on. I love it. I think we covered everything. This has been awesome. I loved it. I As so I've appreciate it. So enjoyed my time in LA and you, of course, you know, hanging out with you again and reconnecting. It's been great. Pleasure. I've uh, enjoyed it so much. Thank you. So how can we follow you, Teddy Bass? Teddy B Fitness is my Instagram teddybass.com is my website um, and that pretty much goes the Teddy B Fitness is Twitter, Instagram and uh, yeah hopefully this year you'll be hearing more from me. I I know we will we'll list all that Um, as always you can follow us at at talkaboutgaysex on our Tumblr, our Facebook our Instagram our Twitter at talkaboutgaysex Um, I look forward to hearing from you Next time, I will see you then. Let's talk about sex, baby. Baby. Let's talk about you (laughs) and me. Good night. Good night. Thanks again for joining us and listening in on my conversation with Teddy Bass, my good friend, Teddy Bass. Um, Don't forget to check out our brand new website, talkaboutgaysex.com. There you can hear all of the podcasts or check out our brand new blog where I give you insights into behind the scenes and other tidbit information. Check out our photos with special guests and my co-hosts, Steve Carpenter and Jeremy Ross Lopez. You can also figure out how to contact me, give us show ideas, or be a guest. And finally, click on our link farm, where things that we've mentioned on the show will appear in our link farm. That's talkaboutgaysex.com. And if you like what you're hearing on the Talk About Gay Sex podcast, let us know. Put a note on our Facebook fan page, send me an email, or better yet, rate and review us on our iTunes podcast page. Continue having hot gay sex safely, and we will see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 